today we're here with Samuel Friesen. Sam. Yeah, man. So uh, I kind of know Sam just a little bit through, I mean, through Instagram, social media. And uh, Sam actually had me on his podcast, which was sweet. So then I figured I'm um, sitting at my office desk and I see his content pop up all the time. And one of his videos come up. I'm like, why do I not have this guy on my podcast? And uh, he just was nice enough to agree. So welcome here, man. Well, I appreciate it. It's a warm welcome. I, uh, I'm so happy to hear my content shows up in your feed. Oh, all the time. Good stuff. It's honestly same to you. Yeah. Uh, it's good. showing up. It's showing up. Sweet. I don't know if you saw my most recent comment on your post. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. Stuff. Good stuff. I, it, it's crazy too. Like I'm sure you experience this quite a bit with, as you're creating different things. Um, how, like how much of a boost that actually is too, when people engage and, and they do it and they don't just scroll by and you're like, Oh, all of a sudden you see a comment or, or something. Yeah. You're like, nice. Has somebody seen this or, exactly. or got something yeah. from it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I know we're like jumping straight into something, but yep. there's, I don't know if I don't, do you have it that there are a select couple people that comment on every single post, no matter what. Or do uh, you not? Not as much anymore. Okay. I used to. And then I, I kind of used to, like, I appreciated it. Yeah. But it, but eventually it wore out where it was like, they. I think they're like, oh, I, th I think he's good now. You know, <laughs> they're like, we're going to show him some support. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like a pity thing on your end or something? I'm, or? I'm sure it was like some like, wow, yeah. some of our like uh, other podcast things, there's there's a few like aunties and uncles who, who will like either like everything or yep. engage with everything. Yeah. And you're just like. That podcast is a little bit off the rails, so I'm thinking, uh, don't don't listen to this one. But yeah, my my auntie Kathy, just yeah. everything, every story, it's a heart, it's a heart, and it's like a completely unrelated thing I'm talking about. It's like a posing photo in like a gym in the gym, yeah. and she comments, uh, like, "I'll oh, love you, Sam, miss you." Yeah, it's the best, man. I, like I love it, but but I also have specifically these two people, three people. One is this Russian lady that okay. I don't know in the slightest. No one I know follows her. I don't know how she started following me. Comments every single post. Oh, that's every, the best. Every post I make, it's like hot. Or it's, <laughs> or it's like, or once she, this new thing, because I almost sometimes track what she says, because yeah. depending on what I post, she posts, she says different things. And this last time, she, she started saying the word Stark. Oh, what, I don't know what, what does that mean? I don't know if she's calling me Tony Stark. Oh, that's, or yeah. She, like, I, my most recent post, it was just Stark, all exclamation marks. Dang. I, I'm starting to wonder if you should comment back just Tony question mark. I should. I don't <laughs> See, think she'd she understand. <laughs> That's sweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And then there's this other other guy who's just like, Good job, Sam. Exclamation every post. And just, it's within a minute of posting. That's every time. And he's a real person. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not like a bot. He just has notifications on for me or something. That's the greatest, man. That is, uh, yeah, it's cool. Even even like people like like that, where sometimes you can almost take it for granted after a while. You're like, oh, there they are again. You know, your auntie or whatever, and you're almost like, maybe don't comment on everything. Yeah, and then they stop, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I, I, that, that notification was kind of nice. It was kind of nice. Yeah, we should touch on too, like what uh, what content you do and what you actually do. Yeah, um, that's probably an important important thing to talk about. So I very similarly to Pal, Pal, um, I'm a personal trainer. I'm an online coach and I've been doing it a little bit less, a little bit less time, you could say, than than Pal. I I'm only twenty years old. Yeah, you're so young. I turned twenty one in a couple of weeks, but uh, on the twenty second. But I've been a personal trainer since twenty twenty two. I started my business officially in September and around May is when I actually got certified. And it's really just been a, this whole year has been me working on the side a little bit, but mostly has just been turning my business into something more and more uh, realistic for me. Yep. 
And so like content wise, I'm posting everything fitness related. Um, I'm a big fan of posting in play videos in my house and then editing them up a little bit more and talking more about specific pain points that people have. Mm -hmm. um, one, one thing I'm trying to do more is videos in the gym. Uh, it's not easy in a public gym, especially a small public gym that has shit lighting. Yeah. Um, which I think is going to be getting worked on at, at our gym. Uh, I'm from Altona, Manitoba, so I go to the rendezvous gym in Altona. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's one struggle is edit video recording. In that, I'm, I'm sure Zach could vouch for it when he oh, did yeah. a video for me there. Uh, I'm sure he had a fun time editing that in post. Because Dang, he didn't even he didn't say anything to me. Um, at all, but I can sympathize with that quite a bit. Speaking of the guy, he just there walked he fast. Well, right um, we filmed it at a local gym here as well, and it, that was a struggle enough. And it, it just makes me very grateful that I have this space um, because we kind of have the freedom to make certain videos or to think certain ideas and kind of sometimes be shitheads a little bit yeah, and course. be like kind of get to a certain point. Today was a good example. We were making reels, and I had this grand idea in my head, and he was sitting there, and he's just like... I don't think this makes sense, Pelly, but it gives you the space to to almost do that. Yeah. Where I can imagine sometimes in a public gym, you're like, okay, don't get in that person's way. Okay, this this looks like it's free. I can I can we can do something over here. It's like one thing I struggle with is it, it's a it's a blessing and a curse. So I know almost everyone that goes to the gym because I go there a lot. I have a lot of responsibility at the gym. I do all the membership signups at Rendezvous. Um, I set people up. I renew people. Like I have a large responsibility. I have full access to the gym. I can go into the offices and do do all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I know tons of people there, right? Like I know all the people. And so if I'm filming, I know there are people who don't want to be filmed. I yeah. know the people who don't want to be filmed. I know the people who don't care. I know the people who are going to look at me weird. I know the people who aren't. So then I'll go into the gym. I'll look at who's in there if I'm filming and I'll be like, oh, it's like a sigh of relief. Or I'll go in and I'll see these people and I'm like, crap, I'm hardly going to, I don't know if I can even film. Yeah. Right. And if I, if I hadn't, if I didn't know anyone, I just went to a random gym, I could just do it. And if I knew I could film, then I'd film and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I don't know whoever, who wants what, I don't know who cares, who wants to avoid this and that. Cause yeah. it'll happen on the fly rather than me knowing in the back of my head. Okay. Am I going to record them knowing they don't want to be? Yeah. You're almost anxious in the, yeah. in the environment. Cause you want to be respectful. And I'm sure you enjoy those people's company and who they are and yeah. all that. So it's like, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to affect them you're you're trying to be respectful where it's in a different gym you can just kind of be like i don't know that yet exactly. i don't know them yet you're you're just like what is it just do before you ask or it's like just yeah. like do oh, the yeah. thing and if you if you get in trouble you just say you're sorry right? yeah say you're sorry you, you no yeah as long as you're not hurting anybody it's yeah. like oh oops it's cool oh you don't want to be in the video sure all right, yeah. I'll, I'll cut that last part out you're fine yeah right? we did uh when we went to nashville this last um summer we took pictures and stuff in the redcon one gym Nice. Um, yeah. So some of them that I post now are still from back then. Oh, cool. Because we built up a bunch, and it's a different background, a little different piece of scenery, which is nice. And uh, it was one of those. At first, I was like, oh, this is a little weird. And then I realized, I'm like, nobody cares. No, I'm like, they're a red cotton gym. Yeah, they're yeah. like, nobody cares. The unfortunate thing is it was under Renos. They, had, oh, okay. uh, I guess, had a flood in there. So it was all, like, ripped apart. I was like, why does this place look like kind of a shithole? <laughs> and then a guy in the change room, I'm like, what? what's going on here? And he's yeah. just like, oh, there was like, this place was under like four inches of water. Damn. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. okay, this makes sense. Yeah. But I, I'm uh, hoping uh, February-ish of this year, me and a buddy of mine are going to take a trip out to Houston. Okay. And he wants to go see, he wants to go see uh, Joe Rogan at, okay. his, at his show, yep. at, at the Joe Rogan show. He wants to actually see Joe Rogan. So it's like, we're going to go the second Joe Rogan announces 
he's doing it because he doesn't typically speak there. Yeah. So other people typically do, and then he occasionally does. Yeah. When he finds the date that Joe's actually speaking, he's going to buy tickets for it, and that's yeah. just when we're going to go. Oh, cool. Um, and then after that, in, I think it's in Houston, and then in Austin is Alpha Land, yeah. which is like the biggest gym in at least America. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to just rip out to, to, to I think it's Austin. Mm-hmm. Either I'm mixing Houston or Austin, and Austin up, but I'm going to go out there, there. yeah. And and go to that gym because that gym just looks insane. It looks insane. Absolutely I insane. the only thing that might for me would be a bit of a hesitation is like when people um and and sometimes like I'll, I'll train here and sometimes I'll train at uh, Devlu's in Morden here and uh, just different equipment, different environment it gets me out of work as well. Like being just trying to almost I can understand like, why you would train somewhere else besides yeah. your own place. As and well. it doesn't, it, for me, it doesn't really affect me either. Like the people who are, have memberships there, they're looking for a membership. My space isn't public. So I'm like, that's good. It gets me out talking to people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, every once in a while there's like uh different crowds who maybe are a little overwhelming with the uh, the content side of things. Are there, are there a ton of people that film out of? Not too bad. Like, not when I go. It's usually, like, 40-year-olds and stuff like that. But um, there's been a few times where I popped in there and you get, like, 15 people around a squat rack. Really? And they're, like, just chatting and that. that not that many. I'm exaggerating quite a bit. Um, and this is making me feel old because <laughs> I was one of those people at one point. So I'm, like, complaining about the things I did. Um, and then that gets a little overwhelming. I'm like, oh, guys, come on, like... Let's, let's do a little bit of work like in yeah. between this and whatever yeah. else. But for the most part, that's not an issue. Yeah. Cause I mean, I get where you're coming from with that too. And it makes me, I, I'm not going to say I ever feel old cause I don't think I can say that yet to be honest. Um, but when I look at the gym that I go to is very small. Like it's, I don't know if you've ever been in rendezvous in Altona. I've driven past it, but I've never been. Yeah. It's, it's small. Okay. It's, it's bigger than, than this space a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the way it's laid out is there isn't a there isn't still isn't a ton of space. Like it's I've never been in Devlos, but it's probably less than half of of Devlos. Yeah. Um it's probably like a quarter or maybe a third of their main floor space. Okay. With a couple like walls that make it feel smaller yet because the actual layout is kind of odd. But all of a sudden, you know, you say that there's there's six high school kids in there. Yeah. And they're just chirping around, doing whatever they want. Yeah, that takes up a lot of space in that gym. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that, and that's exactly, especially at that age too. When you're in high school, you're you're doing dumbbell curls one second, um, you're doing lunges the second second, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're doing bench press by the end of the exactly, workout. Yeah, because um, I I know I did that stuff at that age, but it's like. Uh, when you've been in there a little bit or you're trying to get some stuff done, whether it's you're trying to film some stuff in your case or even my case sometimes, um, or you're just trying to get your workout done. You don't want to be in there all day. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, boys. What? It's never girls, though. I never find it's, it's girls. It's always dudes. Dudes link up in the gym. That's like it's like yeah. the, like yeah. when girls go to the bathroom, they go together. When guys go to the gym, they find each it's other. It's a flock. Yeah, yeah, That's, it's a flock of gym gym bros. I've never thought about that before, but the gym is the men's like bathroom. That's scenario. a great yeah. concept. Uh, this is good. <laughs> so, um, in terms of like your your training and all that stuff, what got you started in that? Like, what kind of got the ball rolling in the direction, like kind of to where you're at now? Yeah, um, it's funny because. I didn't, for the longest time, I didn't think that there was much of a, I, I think I just all of a sudden, it always felt like I all of a sudden got into it, but mm-hmm. I was recently reflecting on why I became a personal trainer. Um, I feel like it's something important, you know, like, why do you go into the career space that you're in? Yeah. And there was one moment uh, in July of 2020, yeah, it was July of 2020 that stuck out that I was sitting, uh, I was sitting in 
this nice uh, little apartment condo Airbnb in Canmore. And I was with two of my really good friends. And we were sitting on the balcony looking at the mountains. I'm just kind of trying to like, lay the scene out yeah. for you. And all of a sudden, my one, my one friend, he asked me, he's like, what do you want to do? Like, after you graduate, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I have no idea. And he asked me this one question that really, really stood out to me. And he's just like, well, what do you, what do you like doing? And I was like, I love working out. I was like, I was just recently getting into it. I'd maybe, I, w- I, hadn't, I hadn't actually stepped foot really in a gym. I was just doing home workouts because my parents had a home gym. Okay. Um, and I was doing home stuff. And for the last four years of, of high school and like junior high, uh, my teachers had had me do like CrossFit in the mornings and stuff like that because our teacher was actually a CrossFit teacher on the side. And so she had like a setup where we were doing CrossFit. So I brought up doing activity every morning all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I got into it myself. And then he asked me, he's just like, well, what do you like doing? I was like, I love working out. And he's like, well, can you do that as a job? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And he was like, well, look at it. And so I just literally right there Googled uh, like personal training um, jobs. And there's just like certification things showed up. And the top, uh, the top thing that actually showed up when I first searched it was this ELA, um, Elevated Learning Academy personal training certification course. And that was the first thing that showed up. And I clicked on it and it was like, oh, it's this like course out of, um, Calgary. It was this course that was out of Calgary. It was like a four month accelerated university program. I was like, that's kind of cool. And like a year later, I went to that course in Calgary and I took it and I took the course for four and, for four and a half months and became certified through that course. And the only reason I ever found that course is because I decided to Google it while I was in Canmore. That's because cool. you get results similar to your location. Yeah. I wouldn't have been recommended this course, this because it's a small, it was a small school. It was like a yeah. private university. Oh, I cool. paid I paid about one year's tuition average, like it was around eight grand. Mm-hmm. And it was a four and a half month uh course. It was four hours a day, five days a week for four and a half months, plus a practicum at the end. So it totals to like six months. And it was all this, so I got and then I prepped me for an ACE certification mm-hmm. and I went through with all of that. But really it was just I had no idea what I was gonna do until someone just asked me what I enjoyed doing. So it, cool. it was never this like I need to do something fitness related. It was just like, what do you enjoy doing? I was like, I, I, I can't think of something I love more than fitness. What did, uh, what was going through your head? Like when you, all of a sudden this could became real, like let's say you signed up for the course or maybe shortly before that. What, what was your, cause I'm sure it's changed slightly. I'm yeah. maybe not entirely, but I'm sure it's changed slightly over time. But what in your head was the, the steps that were, what you'd perceive that you're like, Hey, that means I could get to this point or I could possibly do this. Well, what did that look like, that vision? Well, for me, I have this intuition that I listen to very, very intently um, because it's done so many good things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in that moment when I saw that ELA course, I, it, it essentially was like, cool, that's what I'm going to do. Cool. And it never was a – because I went back home and I told my parents about it. And then they were like, well, you should find something local. I'm like, you know what? Fair. I looked local. I had this bad feeling about everything I found because, first of all, I didn't really find anything in Manitoba. Yeah, there's that, not much. That was eh? similar to that because that was a two-year university course put into four and a half months, essentially. So you just kind of can you can get it done with. You can put in the work. Yeah, and, and it's, then it's head down, work, do it, mm-hmm. done. And so re- realistically, when I saw that option, I looked for some other options, but I'm like, cool, that's what I'm doing because I knew that that feeling that I had, that that was this direction – because they're like, why do you want to move to Calgary? I'm like, well, like 50 other reasons because it, it's experience living on my own. It's all these other things that came with it. It's all these challenges that would progress me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that sounds like the perfect thing to do after I graduate. 
Yeah, you're you're meeting new people. You're yeah. getting different perspectives. You're you're developing. You know that tuition is much more than just I'm here. I'm I'm doing this. It's it's I'm doing this, but I'm finding out a lot of stuff. Yeah, that you can then. I mean, either I'm sure there's probably possibilities there, or, or in between, or anywhere else. But then now you get to bring that back to this, exactly. and you get a a perspective which at least for me is has been massive i think that's something i missed a lot when i was younger is is not branching out quite as much and staying pretty reserved being like oh, i don't think i should go there i don't think i fit in there i don't think i do this and then the more i've done that as i've gotten older i'm like oh no like it gives you a different you look at a problem this way or even sometimes like a um just a thing a question yeah. and you look at it this way but when you get out of that space that you're used to you all of a sudden get a view from a different window and you're like Oh, that's sometimes like, oh, that's not even a big deal. That's it's just the the lens you look through, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you find that that quite a bit like in that experience? Or did did it give you a different perspective than you you think you would have gotten if you would have stayed? Yeah. Like like as in if I would have stayed in Manitoba to do some sort of some type of school. Yeah. Uh, I I think that because at the time it was kind of COVID that I went because I did Mm -hmm. the course from um, October 2021 to May of 2022. So it wasn't a normal time even mm-hmm. right and so staying home doing it virtual oh so was, you did it was virtual then well, yeah too i guess they it's had right a, at the they start had a, too. they had a virtual version yeah my parents were like you can do the exact same course from home yeah like they had cool ela we have a virtual version we have an in-person yeah they're like why are you going to calgary you're spending thousands more living there you're spending this but you could just do it from the from your basement yeah right and i'm like but that's the exact reason i don't want to do that mm-hmm. right because i want that different view I want that change. And so when I went, it changed everything for me. Like I, it taught me how to actually build a work ethic. I didn't know really what a work ethic was because especially my last year of high school, I didn't care at all. My last year of high school was in the pandemic. It was 50% in, in class, 50% home. That was my final year of high school. That's hard to get, get motivated. And grades were easy. They gave you everything. Everything yeah. was free. My grade 11 year my grade 11 second semester was literally free because it was the start of the pandemic. They said, cool, everyone passes, everyone passes no matter what happens. Yeah. And, but like, you should still try. So there was no effort from me on my end in the last year and a half of high school because Which, I, I couldn't get myself to do anything. So I didn't go into Calgary having a work ethic. I had to build it. So I had to learn that perspective. I also had a teacher who was a really, really hard ass guy. And he taught me so much about just being you know, not taking things too seriously and just being like, okay, like, why do you care so much about this? Why, you know, like these minute things, obviously things that didn't matter as much and taught me these different perspectives. And now he's literally my, my coach. He's actually oh, my fitness cool. coach right now. Uh, so does he do your programming? He does stuff? all my programs oh, cool. programming right now. Yeah. Um, because we connected so well through that course. Is you, you wouldn't have got that. No. If you didn't go there. I'd have no idea who he is. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he might've been my virtual teacher, but in that specific case, he wouldn't have been because he was doing the in-person one. Uh, but I had so many different shifts and perspectives that I just wouldn't have any clue about um, if it wasn't for that. And, you know, I also had to make the decision at the end of the course if I wanted to move home or if I wanted to stay in Calgary, mm. right? That was a decision I had to make. And I decided to come home uh, for many reasons, but one main one being that I actually thought that there was a good opportunity in Altona with the gym in Altona uh, because... I had a good relationship with the owner and he was through after talking to him willing to let me do personal training out of there. Um, but I, I don't know if you recall for yourself, uh, pal, but what was your, 
like first session like? Do you have a memory of maybe not specifically, oh, but just the the feeling you had when you were doing your first sessions? Oh man, I I you know I think I had I so the first two guys I trained I actually still know now like I still connect with they're two young guys and they're both played hockey and I actually worked with them so at the time when I started training I was working as a manager at the Dairy Queen here oh, so I had nice. two two young guys who played hockey and they knew I worked out and uh they're like hey would you train us to get bigger for hockey and I said yeah sure so in all honesty I think I went into it probably with more confidence than I should have had um, looking back now, I'm definitely, I would definitely say I probably second guess myself a little bit more now, like almost that, um, not saying I, I've gotten to where I want to get to, or as far as other people have, but sometimes that, uh, what is it where you, you feel like you're a fraud a little bit. You're yeah. like, oh man, I, I oh, you, you lay in bed and you're like, I could have done that better. I think I could fix this. I think I could do a little bit better here. I didn't have much of that at that time. I was okay. just like, it, it was like things were rolling so optimism fast back then. Yeah, a little bit more so. And those guys were so fun. Yeah. That, so yeah. my first experience was that. And then it kind of built into, okay, if you want to, you're enjoying this. It feels like you're doing an okay job. Um, you're going to have to start to think about these other things as you're going, that, that are popping up. So then as, as time progressed, it was like, I would say the, the, the third client. So if you conclude those two guys as the first two clients, the third client was when I was like, uh, the, I was like, okay better get your ducks in a row you got to yeah. say the right thing you got to be you got to be perfect here oh, yeah what about you what was uh what was your experience like i mean for me it was very very different than yours because my first clients scared the shit out of me honestly uh because i had just recently been allowed by the owner of the gym in altona to be like yeah you can train someone in there no one in that gym knows that i'm a trainer mm-hmm no one knows that I am have done anything whatsoever to do that. No one knows that that person that I'm talking to is like paying me for a session. Yeah. And so walking into the gym and going to greet someone and then like working out with them, every single person is staring at me. I mean, it's a small gym, so maybe that's like four people. Yeah. Um, but there's is- four people there that are working out that are like, what is going on? There's still four more sets of eyes than yeah. probably what you've ever been used to. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, if it's zero people, I, I, I remember there was times where there was no one in and I'm, I can focus and I can do my thing, but then I'd hear that door open and I'd have to like, look, I'd have to be like, who's coming in? Cause it would scare me. And there were, there were people, there were certain people that would scare me more because there were people that felt more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was actually terrifying. I felt like such a fraud. I'm like, I shouldn't be in here training someone. I was like, I shouldn't do that at all. And I mean, you fast forward now, I meet with three people a day to sign up memberships and then I have a session with someone and then I'm having a session with someone, talking to them and then someone else that I know comes in and we all end up having a conversation and they're like, oh, you know, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I won't interrupt your session. It's like, now it's this like formal and like actual real thing where yeah. everyone else is respecting my session. It's not like, why is this one person, random guy having a session in this public gym? I'm like the guy who trains people now. So they, they know you. Do you think, do you think uh, that your confidence uh, kind of has grown in that area? And do you think that played into it? Like you could maybe have with the confidence you have now, because um, that's to me sounds like a big part of it. Um, do you think if you had the confidence you had now and you stepped into the gym with, with a client, like let's say it's the first day stepping into that gym with a client, mm. do you think it would be a similar experience? Like you'd be way less nervous still? 
I think I'd be, I think I'd be confident. Yeah. Yeah. I like think if if I went to if I had to go to to Snap Fitness in Winkler, yeah, and I had to train someone there, the only problem I would have is knowing whether or not I'm allowed to train someone there. Yeah. Saying that's assuming that's not a problem, and I'm just having a session at a different gym. Oh yeah, I'm, and, and that person is is new, and they're just like a type of client that I'm familiar with. Then 100, I'm I'm going into that with full confidence. Isn't that crazy though? Like like uh, how these stories we make up in our head, like these because yeah. um. Yeah, it's like this this idea of we make up all these stories of the unknown and we create these things, you know, who's going to walk in. I, I know that feeling too, like of, I got, again, I got lucky in the in the original setup I was in. It was uh, Youth for Christ gym. So, and it was small and it was all guys. So oh, I didn't, yeah. at the start, I didn't train any girls, which was, yeah. for me, was good. It was like, you know, you're more, you're a guy, so you're more comfortable with guys most of the time. My first um, client was a guy and the next like three were all girls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. and then, uh, so then I had that setting and I'd been in that gym so many times. Okay. Um, but that quickly transitioned into, they, they had given me or allowed me to use the gym for free. And it, it eventually felt, felt a little bit like I was taking advantage of, of the situation. Like I wasn't providing what they were providing me. Like they were providing me a space there. I wasn't doing much beyond making myself money yeah. and using the gym to train. So I'm like, I renovated my garage, set it up there, and I would still work out at that gym, but I just had this set up for training, which was nice. But uh, yeah, over time, even in this space, being private, I remember so many times, like it was like almost starting over again where someone came in, I'm like, oh, I hope I hope they think this is professional enough. I hope I'm wearing this. I hope I'm doing this. I hope I'm doing this. And then as I progressed, I realized I'm like, oh no, people, especially in a personal training, they want you to be personable. They want to yeah. connect with you. They want to be able to be like, oh, this is a human just like me. Um, yeah. yeah, they do, yeah. they don't want a robot. And I thought, I'm like, I got I to gotta do this. And then I realized, oh, this sucks if I do this. I have a real life example from that from literally today. Oh, yeah. Because what you said about you have to wear something specific and yeah. you have to. So I've never needed a dress code, mm-hmm. but my, I've given myself a dress code in the past for yeah. my coaching sessions. So, for example, Rendezvous, the gym in Altona has a t-shirt and Kurt gave me one of those t-shirts and I'm like, okay, I'm going to wear that for every single session. And so like every single session, I'd have to wear that black rendezvous t-shirt. I don't like it. There's, I'm not even rendezvous branded. I'm my own brand, yeah. but I'm where I have to wear his t-shirt when I'm doing a session. It felt as though, because I had to prove and had to, you, you had to look at me and I had to look like an employee or something. Right. I had that some sort of mindset. And so my first sessions probably up until two months ago, uh, every session I would wear that shirt or something super just completely bland and very, or I wear like my black pants or I just wear something formal because you can't like go into your gym shorts or whatever. Yeah. But today, uh, for example, I, w- I was going to train right after my session and I was having a half hour session with a client who signed up for a program and I come up with, it was like an online program and I give them because they're local to just like complimentary sessions to so that I can see how they move and give them something as well when they sign up for like an online program. Yep. So I was doing a our first session. It wasn't a first time meeting, but it was our second or third time. Um, and I had my five inch shorts that I was going to train <laughs> in after my nice white young LA shorts. And yeah. I had a like massive pump cover on and I, and I went and I did our whole session with her in that. Yeah. And I was with her, I was training and we were just, be, I, I felt, today like I was incredibly personable like I felt very very natural and real today and I wonder if some of that and you made me think of this because you said what you said is like was that because I actually just decided to go into it not being like okay I have to be like this I have to be like this Mm -hmm. I just get to go into it 
Yeah. And and that felt like a big shift for me. And she literally texted me after the session saying, oh my goodness, that was really, really cool. Oh, that was awesome. really fun. Like, I'm going to take your some of your tips in and, and actually start implementing them. Um, because, you know, even at the end, for example, she was about to head out because obviously I wasn't going to do her the little bit of cardio with her because I, I, was, I, was, I was like, well, I'm going to show you other stuff with you a bit of extra time because I don't want to stand there and watch you do the same cardio. Yeah. Um, she was like, okay, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, are you going to do your like 10 minutes on the elliptical? She's like, yeah, we did some extra yesterday. And I'm like, how much did you do yesterday? Because I'm supposed she's just supposed to do 10, 10 minutes at the end of every workout. Yeah. And she was like, I did 12 minutes yesterday. I'm like, so you did two extra minutes and then now you don't have to do it today? And she's, yeah. she's looking at me like, I thought that was good enough. I'm like, you go do eight minutes today yeah. and I'll call you good. And I'll call you good. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's eight, it's eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's eight minutes. And then she's still about to walk out and I walk out. I'm like, I'm going to go warm up for my workout while you do your eight minutes. And she's like, okay. And she goes That's and does funny. it. And, she, and so I just felt very real. And I wonder if yeah. some of that is because I'm letting myself be more myself. All yeah, the time. I think I think uh, it, you know I actually haven't thought of it um, to that extent, but I think it, I think that is real. Like um, I'll definitely try to try to you know try to wear certain things or try to you know especially carrying yourself in a certain way. I think is big, especially in the fitness world. I think we've all seen kind of the the person who's really settled into the gym and then they want to train people. And then you're like, Hey, you actually have to train people though. Like you have to oh, actually yeah. do a job here. Um, but I think there's a balance between also finding a space where you're like, like you said, you can be real. Cause I think if, if you do get too stiff, people can feel that. And they, I know I can feel it off of people sometimes. And then when, when you get into that zone where you you're comfortable, you feel good about yourself yeah. and then you're connecting with that client and you're communicating in a way. There's something about that where, where you're in this environment and everything's kind of coming together and you feel like, Hey, I'm here and they, they're coming here for me. Mm -hmm. I have some value and something to offer them. Let me, let me give it to them. I'm going to, I'm going to give you them that value. That's my opportunity. Yeah. And, it, and it makes you feel kind of, good it makes you that job feel exactly. worth it yeah. which is is nice when you actually get to kind of hone in on that which it doesn't always have i know from my ex personal position there's some days where i'm like oh man i can't get in a rhythm or you know the there's a lot of resistance with clients in terms of different things and you're like okay this one dragged today i didn't this get a whole lot of momentum yep. but um yeah. we made it through i mean i know even as well for example because yeah like like you said like a happy medium a balance like for example i'm not always gonna Oh, I'm not going to yeah, pull into a session course. with a stringer. Yeah. Um, but I think that when you relate it to, I don't want to change my coaching style for a client that would necessarily respond better to something else mm -hmm. because I have a way of doing things and you might not be the right fit for me rather than me having to change for you. Oh, and I think right? that's a, I think that's a great like outlook especially like it took me way longer than what you to figure out what you just said <laughs> then it's taken you because i i did do that i did do that i really when i started i um i think my sessions were actually like 15 bucks a session when i started yeah, that's um cheap. they were like 15 dollars, and i would try to do i wouldn't try to do like everything like i, I wouldn't try and do crossfit because i didn't know enough about it and i wouldn't try and do like olympic weightlifting because i didn't know enough about it but i would cater to people who i wasn't right for do you have an example or something? Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, maybe something more, like, let's say marathon running, for example. Yeah. Like, I can do it, and I could do it, but for me, I didn't enjoy it, which in turn... Coaching it or, or actually doing it? Oh, both. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, more so coaching it, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I yeah. could do it, and I could... But when it starts to lean 
almost 90% in that direction. Like, let's say with that case, it was like, oh man, I'm not even, I'm doing a disservice to this person now because there is somebody else out there who this is their thing yeah. and my thing isn't their thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not providing this person with what they need, which eventually led me to to start to structure out, hey, what what is this thing? What what am I trying to give and where do I think my value is for them? Which I think you you just touched on that you figured out way sooner than I did. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say for myself, if we're going off of the same example with someone who's like a marathon runner, um, what I would probably do in a scenario if, if, if someone were to come up to me and say, I want to run my first marathon, you know, I would try to dig into the concept of why that is. Mm-hmm. What, like, why do you want to run a marathon? Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a case, for example, they might say something along the lines of, well, I've always been overweight and a marathon looks like a way to, to do that. Yeah. In that case, I'm going to coach that person. Yeah. Right. But if that person's like, I'm a professional marathon runner, I'm looking to try to get into the Olympics this year. Yeah. And, and this is obviously super extreme, but, and I, but I like, I'm trying to do it professionally. Like I would actually ha- go into runs that would make me money, mm-hmm. right? Like there is like value to placing well, and I need to improve on the top, the last 10% of my run. I need to yeah. like improve upon my final burst of energy after five and a half hours of running. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm not going to try to tell you that I'm going to be able to help you improve that. Right. Because that is just something super specific in performance. And when it comes to performance training, I'm not super, super honed on that. Like I have had one client who uh, in the past was doing like uh, Pemina Valley Hawks hockey, was doing pretty high level, might go a little bit further yet with it as well. I'm not sure. Depends on how much they commit to it. Mm-hmm. But I coached them for a while and I thought I did an okay job. Um, but like looking back, I'm like, did they realistically get everything that maybe I wanted to deliver on? Mm-hmm. Purely because I wasn't good enough with delivering that type of product that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, not really relevant how well they did in implementing what I did give them, but just from my own perspective, I'm like, did I actually give them with stuff that would actually improve them very well? You know, I'd probably want to evaluate, evaluate myself a little bit more there. Which um, is so like, that's so tough. Yeah. It's hard to just say, yeah, I don't, I didn't do a good job with that person. Yeah. That's it. It's like, Especially when you're starting, I, I think I think anybody who's kind of good in the in the field of um, training and stuff like that, you're always kind of getting started because there's always different perspectives and different things you can grab onto, and then all of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh crap, I could have done this and I could have done this, and you're like, dang, like, uh, and that's I think that's what makes those like comments on posts or comments from clients yeah. so valuable because yeah. you're like you're. It, by the sounds of it, pretty hard on yourself in terms of like, you know, I could, I could have stepped it up there. I could have, I could have, I think if I look back, I could have like tweaked this a little bit more given this and, um, constantly trying to get, get better. Yeah. So then someone says, no, I, you know, I really like that, that client that you had just recently where they're, they text you after the session and say, Hey, that was awesome. It's like, Oh man, that uh, weight off my shoulders. Like I, oh, I awesome. delivered, I feel like I, yeah. I, I, feel, I felt good. And they just confirmed that they felt good in that experience too. Yeah. It's really important because I don't necessarily always struggle with feeling like every session I did was bad, right? Mm -hmm. It's not to something like that, Yep. but it's that you, you can be critical of like things you could have done better. Right. So say I'll come out of a session and I'm like, man, something was a little awkward there or a little bit weird, but then they they text you saying that was actually really meaningful. Like Mm -hmm. I learned something. Right. Or 
you know, for me in more cases than, than in person, it's something related to online. So something related to it, something coaching wise with me and they go like, Hey, uh, this, this resp- like I, I'll say, I'll respond to someone's check-in. Right. And I give some feedback on something that, that happened to them or something that they were struggling with during that last week or two. And I can give them that feedback. And then they're like, yeah, I tr- I'm trying this new thing that you suggested. And it's like, it's really well, it's doing really good. Like it's working really well. It's those things that are really, really good to hear, especially because I can't see them, right? And so I find that 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 type of feedback is really important, and it happens more when I'm more focused as a coach. Because I'll go into moments where I feel almost, you know, maybe that out of of flow. I don't know if you ever, you know, think about how well you're working, like your work performance. You know, I I am very critical on how good I do my own work, just like with how many hours a day I work and how much I do that kind of stuff. but I find when I'm just kind of flowing through it, I get more of those messages and I yeah. do better. And and then when I'm out of it, I stress because I'm like, man, am I not giving my clients value? Are they just like, am I just like, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. It's like they can almost feel the disconnect yeah. or the yeah. connect. Like you really feel it in that connect. <laughs> All of a sudden it falls, eh? Um, I, it doesn't. I don't think it should. We'll Actually, find out. The seat's nice though. In terms of like, in terms of, kind of as, as you're doing it and you're getting into it, when you started, did you, what, what things about like you personally, do you think, or do you feel like have carried over into like what you're doing now or what things have changed about you personally? Like since yeah, kind of getting into training, working with clients or even working out, like even the, even the, just the aspect of working out, like what, what do you feel like? How, how has that affected you outside of, of that? Has it, cool. or has it affected you? So it's all? like, how, how has being a coach impacted just my life as a whole. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Or oh, working out in general. I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the job scale, I was offered to be the manager of the co-op or the a department manager at a grocery store in Altona um, when I was working that part-time job. They offered that position to me, um, but because I was set on becoming a coach, I turned it down and then moved to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's kind of one thing just in that area that changed because that was a huge I could have said, you know what, this is secure. Right. I went for something that wasn't. Um, But the biggest thing that's changed even just since becoming a coach in the last year um, is is really just my focus and where my head goes on a day to day basis. Uh, My head always turns something towards my work. Like I essentially like live work. For good and for bad, um, mm-hmm. because I'm running my own business, because I'm still in that phase of making it a hundred percent, making it full time. Everything about me is entrepreneur mindset right now, mm-hmm. and it w- it has been a transition of, uh, from maybe from an outside perspective of oh how's your little business doing to oh like how's work going. Oh, that's cool. Right. It's it's transitioned from that in the last year and. Did you get, just to touch on that, did you get any resistance when you were kind of getting things going? Did you face some resistance in that? Which is what's crazy to me is from my family, I got none, uh, which was really impressive. Um, I think both of my parents realized that uh, I had drive and they just wanted to support me more than anything else. So from the parental standpoint, they have been incredible, which has been honestly a blessing because I think in the fitness, especially online coaching industry, there is often a lot of disconnect and a lot of you get a real job, but I didn't have that from them, which is amazing. Um, and my best friend has an Amazon business and he actually employed me this whole year 
in his business to allow me to quit at co-op so that I could work more on my own business and yeah. actually focus. So my surroundings have been incredible to to start a business. And it makes me feel all the more that I have to succeed because I got something good. Because so many people make something out of nothing and I didn't get nothing. So that means I should be doing something even better. Yeah, you, but but I, I will add though, like I think that's your perspective. You know, I think there's a lot of people who would have that and feel like maybe they, they deserved that. They're like, hey, my parents should believe in me. You know, my friend does have that business. Why wouldn't he hire? It's me? a valid point. You Some know? people might actually, yeah. yeah I, th- I think you just, I, I honestly think, uh, I, I agree with your perspective. I agree that those are like huge. That sounds like a great friend and a gr- yeah, great, crazy. great yeah. parents. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think your perspective adds to it too. Like, I think your perspective, like you could have come back from Calgary and had a much different attitude about yeah. starting out and you maybe you could say to yourself hey like oh what the heck nobody nobody supports me like i don't have a million subscribers meanwhile your friend's sitting there being like dude i'm, I'm helping you out here and your parents are like yeah. hey we we're not saying anything you're like oh yeah it's not doing this it's not doing that i no, think that's, I think great, that's, credit that's a great to your point perspective, no, that's though, a great too. point i i definitely get ahead of myself like in, with on with my head, yeah. I think you just is. I deserve. I think you deserve to give yourself a little bit more credit. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's the um, case. Do you um, uh, like? And through that experience, like, um, kind of continuing on that journey. Um, now you're you're. Are you still working with your friend a little bit? With I, that? I mean, it's less than ten hours a week. And then the majority is it transition to that? Everything's my business. Yeah. So then, back into the personal thing. What does that look like um, in terms of? when you're not training or you're not working and, and doing that, what is, what is life like? Uh, uh I'm figuring it out to yeah. be honest. Um, because you know, there are days where I have horrible productivity and then well, in my head, if I spent half the morning doing shit all, I have to spend half the night doing something because mm-hmm. I have to catch up somehow. And so right now is especially my my struggle is I'm trying to figure out how to balance it because it is becoming full-time. Like, this January 1st, I'm pretty much 100%. Like, oh, our cool. deal with, with my buddy Dylan, he was like, all right, new year, you're on your own. He's like, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to keep working for me forever because I want you to do your thing. Like, yeah, you're literally an incredible employee. Like, he said that he said this to me, something along these lines. I don't know if he's going to listen to this, so I'm going to make sure I... Don't exactly quote him, but like <laughs> semi-quote him. So he was like, you're an absolutely incredible hard worker, super good employee, and I want you to work for me, but I don't want you to work for me. Yeah. Because I w- the, my business, Dylan, wants you to work for me, but friend Dylan, it's like the devil and angel on the shoulders. It's like, I want you to work for me, but I do not want you to work for me. Because he's like, I don't want to take away from what you can do. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, I know now in my head, I'm like, I got less than a month left. Like, I remember when I had 10 months to build a business. Mm-hmm. And now I've got like less than 30 days until I'm pretty much full time. And how does that feel? It feels crazy. It doesn't really like, cause it feel like I'm doing it a lot already. Um, but it, it feels w- weird and wonky and there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of anxiety that goes with it. And that can bring me to to a state of just like overworking because well, okay, I have to work all the time now. I have to work twenty four seven. I can't stop. What am I stopping for? I have to I have to make this fully functioning. Mm-hmm. I can't go get another job. That can't happen, right? And so there's all these things in my head, all these wheels that turn all the time. So it's hard to give myself a break. Um, the best way I find that I can get that uh, has been through watching anime. Uh, oh, cool. I'm I'm a big anime watcher. Um, and uh, 
tomorrow the new episode of Jujutsu Kaisen comes out, and I I'm gonna be watching that. You can tell you. I don't know if you know anything about anything. no, dude. I I'm trying to think of one anime show that I think I've watched with my friends. Um, I think it was a po- poke. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, it's, I was gonna say I'm there's try- no way. I wasn't gonna judge you for it because <laughs> I haven't seen Pokemon either. The uh, no. um, I'm trying to think of what show Attack Attack uh, Attack on Titan. Okay, that's it. Okay. Got it. You've seen that one? Uh, like one or two episodes. Okay, yeah. I actually haven't seen any. So Man, you're, I'm you're so pumped that I got. I got that's so that. funny. That was impressive. Um, but that's been an outlet for me. Yeah. Um, it. I got into it actually in Calgary because I was by myself and I'd watch anime with my friends from home. Um, so that was a, that was an outlet. Um. And uh, as well, like yesterday, for example, I went bowling with friends. Um, so it's going out and doing things is has been really good for me um, because I'm realizing if I'm just home all the time, I'm just gonna work. If I just stay home, it's unless someone texts me saying, "Hey, you want to play a game?" I'll probably just do something. I'll probably just go edit another video. Yeah. Probably just edit it, edit a edit something and do it. Or I'll go. Oh, cool! I'll just re- record a podcast. Or I'll edit some other stuff with with clients. Or I'll do that because I'm like, well, that's a better use of my time. Right, yeah. and so I'm learning to make that more balanced, so that I'm like, okay, I can be done now, so I can go play video games. Not someone needing to tell me I can go play video games. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so it it has been there's been some negatives, I guess you could say, on, onto onto my personal life, but I personally don't dislike them. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of working on something in my business constantly. Like, I'll see someone who has a day off, and they're going to play games for half the day, and then they're going to go uh, for a nap, and then they're going to do this. And for me, it's like, if I have a day off, well, I'm just going to work. It's not going to be a day off, because I'm going to enjoy my day doing what I love. Yeah. Right? And so that's why I love that that fact, but for some people, it can be kind of annoying. And, it, and it's for you. That's that's the biggest thing, like, I felt uh, in that process of, like, um, kind of having your own thing. Like you get the option to say, "Hey, it's seven p.m. Um, I didn't get a whole lot done today, but I got a few hours. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it done, or I can get it done." Or you wake up, you're like, "Tomorrow, I'm getting up at five, and I'm gonna work straight through till two, and then you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Just that option. Whether you do that or you don't do it, you have that option. Which I think I think too in the relatability to like I don't not want to go back to another job. It's like I work way more now than I did at like a, a job job. Exactly. Like some some days not as much, but a lot of days more. Yeah, and especially in the past, like just before COVID had hit, at that time I was training like thirteen clients a day. Yeah, that's so wild. it's just back to back. And then yeah. I was then this is gonna be whether you want this or not. This is gonna be my advice to you. Um, but that that almost COVID was almost perfect in a way of giving me like perspective. And that that's going to be my thing to you just, just to touch on is like, don't lose that perspective you got from going to Calgary and that space that you provided yourself mm-hmm. to continue to do that. Like that, that thing where you're talking about bowling, I'm, I made the mistake of eliminating that and almost like purposefully eliminating it. And it did not benefit me. What's the, why isn't there that saying of like disappear for six months and watch yeah. how much you grow it yes. was, it, it kind of produced growth, like in a way, but it, it lost, it, it kind of wrecked some relationships and I came across as an asshole because I'm like, oh, the only thing on my brain is this. And why isn't this not as important to you as it is to me? Like it should be just as important. And then there was even times where it was like family or friends were like, Hey, like this is important. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, 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 I got to do this. And meanwhile, I'm doing like at times, I'm sure you've experienced this, maybe do, going that five extra miles for a client or to maybe get a client. And then you realize that 
that the client's like, oh, you could have got it to me on Monday. Or or they're like, no, it's not for me or something like that. And you're like, flip, I, I missed this. I know. And this person doesn't didn't even care the whole yeah. time. Like, where's where's my boundaries? So I mean, it seems like you got a pretty good, pretty good like perspective. But that's my that's my I'm mistake. No, you're so right. Yeah, and I've gone in and out of wanting to do something along those lines. But every time, I'm just like, I don't know. I I, I should just do something fun, right? So yeah. like, I I haven't gotten to the point where I don't let myself do those types of things, which I'm ha- I'm grateful for. Good for uh, you. Because yeah. because yeah, like it. I don't want to lose relationships with my closest people, right? Yeah. With my family. Um, uh, one thing I do, I was going to say until I just kind of blew my mind, um, <laughs> was uh, do you have, unless you have something else you wanted to touch on on this topic, I wanted to ask you about, do you have like a morning routine or do you have something that you're doing that you do consistently in that facet? Uh, other than thinking about going back to bed, no, uh, <laughs> so my, just cause it's been something that I've been really, really conscious of lately. And so I'm curious on <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll just be honest with with my morning routine. So usually I, I wake up about anywhere between five fifteen and five thirty at the latest and first clients, yeah. first clients here at six. So I got to be here. So then, wow. then I okay. turn to my side. How far away do you live? From I here? live like five minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just down, down the road and okay. in, in a little ways. Um, and then I get up and I turn sideways in my bed and I walk over to my dog. Who's usually like, can you leave me alone? And, and then I uh, pet her a little bit and go to the shower, shower, because that wakes me up. And then I kind of get ready, say goodbye, hop into, hop into my car and just kind of zombie it here. By the time yep. I get here, I'm a little more awake. And then I walk to the fridge downstairs and I crack an energy drink and I fire this sucker up. <laughs> and then that's the morning routine. One thing I did do for a while that I, I need to get back to doing, but it's just, it's actually, I don't know if whoever, if there's anybody listening in the States, it's a, that your access to different products is much substantially better. Uh, one thing I did do is I was drinking electrolytes every morning Okay. in like a full shaker cup of water and oh, that, okay. it was massive. Like the yeah. difference I, I felt and it could have been placebo. I did it for about a month and a half before my electrolytes ran out and mm-hmm. the price like doubled on them. Oh. And I was like, like you go to like to American Amazon or anything like that, and they just have so many options. Gouged. You go to you go to Canada, and it's like you can get those options, but it's like double the price. Yep. Yeah, that's that's um, that's called my buddy's Amazon business, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I wonder if he sells or no, he wouldn't. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. He's not in that field, but. Yeah. That. So that's usually my my morning routine. Um, yeah, that's usually it. Uh, yeah, it could probably be improved, but uh, yeah, so I do it. I mean, I think that one thing that you absolutely have going for you with that is the fact that you go straight to work. Yeah. It's like, uh, for me, I've struggled with starting work in the morning because I have had the absolute worst habit, morning habit built up over the last like eight years is that from grade four to like one year out of high school, I had to watch at least an hour of something before I could do anything. You just had to get that. I time. had to sit for an hour and just be be with myself yeah. for an hour before I would let myself do anything, and that has been the absolute bane of my existence. Starting and doing my own thing, yeah. Because you can start. I can start my work whenever I want. I don't have to be at work at eight, yeah. so I don't have to. I don't have to figure. I don't have to do the math in my head, being like, okay, so I have to get up at six, and then I can chill from like six fifteen to seven fifteen, and I can get ready and then go. It's like no, I can wake up whenever the heck I want. And I can start work whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Meaning that hour of 
that chill hour can become as much as as it needs to be. Yeah. Which is not a good thing. Yeah, and it's like um and I can relate to that too. That more so happens still kind of in the middle of the day. I'm so grateful actually. Like I think every podcast I, I mention it, but I'm, I am actually super grateful for Zach here because things like, keep uh, you, keep yeah. You yeah. And almost that like him saying, Hey, when, when are we doing this? Or when are we doing that? It's like my brain will think about it and think about it and think about it and be like with certain things, how can I get that perfect? How can I do this? How totally. can I do this? When all of a sudden, if I schedule a client at that 6am spot, I know I have to be like yep. that, just that feeling of, you know, you have to be here. So I'm going to get up and I'm going to get there um, where I'm not so good at when I have that space. So like between, I usually leave myself a gap in the afternoon, get a workout done, run yeah. some errands, do yeah. more of the, like the office stuff, stuff like that. Um, goof off with Zach a little bit. And then, um, and then getting back into that, that first client, my brain is like, uh, I, I could be, I was working on that before my, in the back of my brain, I'm like, I could almost rather be doing that. I'm like, no, no, no. You got, you got a client here. Oh, yeah. Go. Where that morning, mm-hmm. it's like, just get here and go. Exactly. And just yeah. hammer back to back, um, a few clients. Cause, cause by the end of it, I'm just not even thinking, like, I'm not even thinking about anything, anything else. else. Yeah. Jinx. Yeah. There oh, we go. Wow. That was wild. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally get what you're saying though. When you start thinking about the options, mm-hmm. you know, you almost start doing less. Yes. Because, well, it's. Cause it's always better when you're focusing on one thing. It's like, if you have sessions back to back, it's like, cool session to session to session. Yeah. There's no other option. So you just do it and yeah. then you do it well. Whereas when you know, okay, I'm doing this, but Hey, Ooh, that thing could be done. And then, Ooh, that thing could be done. Mm-hmm. Should I be doing that now? Should I be doing that now? Or should I just focus on the thing I'm already doing now? Yeah. And then now you're not working because you're, you're not doing de- anything. You're debating on what to do. Yeah. And, and so I totally get that. And uh, one thing that I've done to help fix my morning issue is I'm on two days in a row of it now, so it's very new, yeah. uh, is I get up and I'm working within three minutes. Good for you. That's and, awesome. And it's, I, I watched this video about it um, because I've gone from doing that in the past and that in the past when I did that, it never worked because I thought it was stupid. I thought I would just burn out and crash from it. But I watched this video of this guy. I have no idea. I can't shout him out. I, I don't remember. Um, but Maybe he's watching this. Maybe, oh, yeah. Stuff. Crazy. <laughs> I, that'd be wild. Uh, but it was, it was, this hybrid of a morning routine and just working. Okay. Because he said, I did the C- big CEO, you work for, you get up, you work, you do it 12 hours, 15 hours, and then you go to sleep. And he's like, I just burnt out. And he's like, then I did the opposite of it, which is having like a three hour morning routine, but then I just had no productivity. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, it's a hybrid that I've done now. And that's what, this is what I'm trying is it's, you wake up. And for me, he said, you wake up and start working like instantly. Mm-hmm. Like, like almost like work in bed, he, not literally, but like you get out the first thing you do, you go to the washroom, then you're working for me. I get up, I go to the washroom, I start my coffee and then I make my coffee, go sit at the desk and it's probably 10 after, and I, and I woke up at seven this morning, mm-hmm. it's probably 10 after seven when I started working. Right. So within 10 minutes, I didn't touch my phone, right. My phone stayed on my bedside. Uh, and then I went straight to work and then I do, I, I do about two hours straight and I prep the night before what you're going to do because you're not going to think about it in the morning. It's you're not, tough. It's, yeah. You're not going to decide to figure it out. You're going to have to have it laid in front of you. Um, and then after two hours, you do your morning routine. Oh, cool. That's 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 pretty sweet. Like, yeah. That's, um, that's, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. Like it's in unique. Terms of, and there's something about mornings too. Like there's definitely evening creativity, but there's something about morning productivity. It's like your brain isn't up enough that you can like think of new ideas very well, but it's up enough out that you can, it's just like, yeah, I can problem solve super well right yeah. now. And you're just kind of rolling. So I, uh, that's, that's cool. So what he learned, and I don't know, I don't know how much actual information there is or data about 
the quote unquote like flow state. Yep. But conceptually, that's what you want to be in when you're working. Mm -hmm. And he said, and the reason that he had made this video is because the idea was to find the best flow. Mm -hmm. And he said that a morning routine is supposed to kind of get you into a flow state. But when you actually wake up, you're the closest to a flow state that you can be in mm -hmm. because you were asleep, because there isn't a bombardment of thoughts in your head. You can just kind of coast into the thing you decide to do in the beginning. You're not overstimulated right? at yeah. that point. And yeah. so he said, if you do an over you know, over exuberant morning routine mm -hmm. where you're putting yourself out of that flow state by doing so much. Mm. And then you're allowing yourself all these thoughts to come in. He's like, if you just start working right away. And I've noticed this exactly to a T for the first two days. I start work and I just go. There's no other thoughts. There's no other issues. It's like, cool, this is just what I got to do. And yeah, you're tired, but you're just crushing through it. And you yeah. just focus and it's, there's no other thoughts. There's no anything. And then all of a sudden it's nine o'clock and you're like, wait, I just worked for two hours. Yeah. And, and you probably didn't do something overly... Uh, spectacular, but you just did that work you that you needed away. to do, and you did it. And you're like, cool, now it's time to go make some breakfast, do my morning routine, and now it's 10 o'clock, and now you're going back to work, and you feel yeah. good again. And it's just really, really unique, because it got me into a flow state to start the day, and I didn't feel like I needed that. And this is why, going back to what my big problem was, which was just needing to do something on like my phone for an hour, um, which killed every bit of productivity I would have. Um, and I feel like I'm slowly replacing that, and so... I yeah. just wanted to see how that morning routine is because. Yeah, that's, I, I really like that. And there, there's nothing that kills creativity or productivity like the phone. I, I can, I can vouch for oh. that. Um, one, that. One thing I did pick up too is uh, that I, maybe, I, I don't know if you're similar to this, but the one mistake I made, I was like, I would always try and like pick up a bunch of things or like I would, I would get a process. Like I heard this person did this process and I would, I would try to implement the entire process <laughs> Yeah, and like to go times. through it. And then as, as I've kind of gone through like different things, I'm like, oh no, you don't need to do their whole thing, Pelly. Like take a step back. What worked for you? What could you keep doing? What can you hold on to? And what can you leave? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, like you don't have to do this whole thing. And it seems like you're kind of finding that too. Like mm -hmm. of like, oh, this seems to be, I seem to be getting a good positive result out of this. Where in three months from now, you might all of a sudden find like, Hey, you know, if I give myself 10 minutes, that seems to be a sweet spot for me. And then actually I heard this person added this into their morning routine. I think I can implement that. And then you grab yeah. pieces where I always made the mistake of like, I have to be just like this. this oh, don't guy worry. This I, did, I did that a lot. Too. Yeah. 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 I was like, Oh man, it, it drove me nuts. Even with the working out like programs and stuff like that. Like I would do a program and I'd be like, I have to do it identical. And I'd be doing an exercise. I'm like, this feels like garbage. Like I, I feel like I could be doing something that I feel better than this. I'm like, no, 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 this is what this guy did. So I'm sticking to it. And then I, maybe there was some benefit there. I thought the camera just turned off there for a second. We're I good. I heard the click too. Um, maybe there was some benefit there, but just sticking to something. But there's also like the, the freedom of being like, Hey, that I'm not in jail, like, or in school. I can, I can adjust this. Exactly. Bit. You have that freedom. Yeah. I mean, I noticed uh, one thing that I plan on implementing as I get more consistent with my new routine is, but I tried to implement this a long time ago. And because I just wasn't at the point, and this is to what you were saying about, I just, I had to do it exactly. So there's mm -hmm. this person that I follow who does this thing. He's called the 10 before 10. Okay. So it's 10 things to move yourself in the right direction to start your day before 10 AM. Mm -hmm. And so for him, it was workout. Uh, and that's like full workout, like do your full training, training routine workout. Um, you have to read. It was read a certain amount. It was, uh, affirmations. It was four different things in his business. And then it was whatever three things were left 
yeah. that got it to 10 things. Yeah. But it was these 10 things that you do before 10 a.m. that will make you successful. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to do it. I didn't do it. I, I quote unquote was doing it for maybe two weeks. Yeah. I didn't do it once. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and which, which makes you, I think, I think for a lot of people, and I think this is relatable to fitness. It makes you give up on all of it. A lot of times yep. it's like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not going to be this guy. And you know what? It probably works really well. Like if you can do it, it probably works exactly, really well, yeah. but it's like, can you do it more? Can you do some of it? And you do three of those things. If you're yeah. doing zero of those 10 things right now and you do three and you do one, right? Say one of it's to read 10 pages. One of the things, yep. if you just say, cool, I'm not going to read 10 pages. This, 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 this. I'm just yeah. going to read 10 pages. Yeah. Well, and maybe then, it's out of an easy to read book. Yeah. Like just something basic. Some, 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 some children's book. Just Dr. Seuss. Yeah. It's, I, in all honesty, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I know, there's, there's worse things on social media than Dr. Yeah. Seuss. There, I, I like the uh, the metaphor. I think it's, I, they, I'm not going to do it justice, but it's like uh, the idea of um, the statue of David started off as a, as a full block and it didn't, it wasn't carved in a day. It wasn't whatever. It was chipped away yeah. over time. Yeah. And eventually it became what it is. And it's that, that concept of like, hey, this doesn't all have to happen day one. You're going to start to see the picture you're trying to create over time. And it's you're going to go through that process differently. Yeah. Um, like one thing to realize with that, too, is that by you doing something for three days straight, you're doing better than most people because most people aren't starting anything. And so if you say you're going to do two different things that you think about doing, and you just start doing it and you just keep doing it in like really small quantity, even if you limit yourself, and this is what I've found is really useful for some of my clients even, is if you limit what they're going to do, even if they say they can do more. Mm -hmm. They're like, I want to do, I'm like, what do you want to do? And they're like, I think I can, you know, for example, how many days a week can you train? Yeah. It's like, how many days a week can you realistically train? They're like, I can realistically train six days a week. Yeah. And they have never started going to the gym. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to start you off on three. Yeah, I've been there. Before. And they're like, why? You're like, what do you mean three? I'm like, you have to yeah. prove to me you can do this. Yeah, yeah. And then they crush three. Because you limited them. Yeah. They wanted to do more. If you gave them six, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. They'd fall off. But you you forced them to go down. So now they're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. And this is this is another thing that, I'm, that I've had to do with a client too. Is it's like they weren't doing their workouts. I gave them a program. They were following it. And then they stopped following it. So I removed the workouts they weren't doing. I didn't tell them. And they're like, why isn't this working? I'm like, you haven't been doing it. They're like, wait, why? I'm like, you have to do the workouts that I have for you now. And then yeah. I'll give you those other workouts back. Yeah. And let me tell you. The determination that they just that comes out of nowhere, yeah. Because now all of a sudden, oh, I had it, but I just I skipped it. But now it's no, you lost it, like yeah. you lost it. You just didn't do it. Now you can't do it anymore. Yeah. So now the determination comes back. So it's like if you just start doing something and you do something a little bit, it's it's worthwhile. And most people aren't doing anything. So it's it's funny uh, we're even talking about this because that's the video that uh, I mean Zach was helping me out like getting perspective on and and trying to develop a video that made sense to people, but yeah. that didn't just make sense in my head was about that concept. It was basically really? like we, nice. we loaded up a bar with a bunch of weight. And the idea was, Hey, th this weight on the bar is the weight you're trying to lose. If you go oh. and try and lift this bar up, you're not going to get very far. You might take a couple steps, but eventually you're going to have to put it down pretty quickly. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. Instead, why don't you take one plate at a time, put one plate away at a time. And that represents kind of the journey you're on. Not only does that, um, make the process more tangible and more doable, but it also builds momentum in the direction of, you know, you can carry that small weight, that distance. So, you know, the next one's going to be the yeah. exact same yeah. and, and you know, you can do it already. Where if you try and take on that big lump sum right away, 
or someone lets you take on that big yeah, lump sum yeah. and you get kind of smacked with it, you fall down and you're like, well, I'm never going to do that. That bar is way too heavy. It's like, yeah, uh, I had a friend who just, it's like one of my, another one of my best friends, really close guys. And I always told him, you should come to the gym. You should come to the gym. He's like, no, 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 I hate the gym. I never want to go to the gym. And then now, guess what? He's in the gym now. He's got a membership. And I was squatting. We were both doing a leg day together. And I was squatting. I was squatting 235 uh, 235 pounds. And he was looking at it. He's like, is it like, is it that heavy? Like, does it, like, what does it feel like? I'm like, go stand under it. Yeah. Right. It's like, just, he's like, I don't think I can lift the bar up. I'm like, just lift the bar up. Don't take a step back. Just lift the bar up. And he lifts it up. He's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So it's like, you can compare that to if you're starting your fitness journey and you want to lose 50 pounds and you visualize that as, I want to lose 50 pounds. You're lifting that whole bar up mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. But you take two plates off and you take, and you, maybe you put on like 75 pounds and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, that first five pounds doesn't look too bad Yeah. because now you're looking at it from five pounds, not 50, you, but then you lose five pounds. Okay. Can you, you want to do this a few more times? I can yeah. do that a couple more times. And now you're down 30 pounds and now you've lost more than there is left. So now even looking at 20 pounds doesn't look like that much. And you're in that process, and I think I think that is undervalued in my experience. Like in like in injury or in in business mistakes and stuff like that, there is something to success that matters a lot. The in terms of like when you succeed, you in a journey that sticks with you. When it if you were to lose fifty pounds all at once, you skip that whole step. That has value in so many, at least to me, has value in so many other areas of your life. Isn't it like the surgery that it's like kind of just cheating your way through it? If you're so fat, mm-hmm. so you're so overweight. I guess fat. So you're not supposed to use the word fat. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're good here. You're good here. Uh, Trust me, there's yeah. way worse things oh, that have been right, said yeah, in this yeah, room. Yeah, don't worry. I said that as a joke. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Um, but like, there's there's a surgery to get the fat removed surgically. Well, you're just. I think I, there was a statistic I saw that it's like most people gain that fat. They literally got surgically removed back. Yeah. Yeah, and you you skip the the journey, so then then you don't like. I think there's something valued to valuable to be said about 100%. your 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 training experience, like developing like into yeah. where you are now, where somebody is going to come along the lines and have an experience, maybe not identical but similar, and you get to offer that person your experience and say, hey, you know what, you could stay home and do this do this over webcam or whatever. You could do that. My experience was I got a ton of value or maybe spending a little bit more money, but getting this experience. And you get to offer that to someone. Yeah. If you were to skip all of that, and you were to skip this this journey, you don't get that anymore. You lose and, that, and, and it can yeah. never be taken, that experience can never be taken away from you. You can never go buy it. No one else can go buy it. It's yours. And you get to offer it to somebody else, which I think holds so much power that in that, that frustration and that, you know, laying in bed at night, not being where you want to be and being frustrated, you lose sight of the value of that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like knowledge is the greatest thing that you can have. It's like to learn more. It's funny how I learned after high school that learning is like key mm-hmm. and being able to adapt and just constantly being able to just grow from something. And so I don't take a loss as such a big negative anymore because it's part of the journey, right? The wins get treated the same as the losses now Yeah, because it's, the same type of experience. I mean, I found I realistically learn more from a loss than a win, mm-hmm. right? Because you can take and you can come back stronger. If you win, you just did it wrong enough to do it right. Yeah, it just reaffirms what you already knew. Exactly, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah, that's right. I do know that. Yeah. Exactly, which is, you need that. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely yeah, yeah. need, you need <laughs> that too. You need that too. Yeah, there's some days where you're like, I could use a couple more wins on this <laughs> oh, one. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, always. Uh, but but they're both valuable, right? Yeah. Getting the wins and the losses. So it's. Well, what would you like in terms of wins and losses? Um, more so focusing on wins. What in in your business and what you're trying to do? You, you're coming up on the new year. You're mentioning that hey, this is go time for you. What do you for business wise and personal wise? What do you kind of want to see from yourself? In I'm tw- curious. In 2024. Yeah, like what is what does that look like for you? Like what what does that build and that stress and all that? What do you see that producing for you? Well, I prefer to have a absolutely ridiculous goal rather than a goal that's like timid yeah let's hear it man like for me personally like i actually have all of my goals for 2024 on my phone background uh i'll show you in a second here it's it's all like right there like that's just oh that's cool man everything on there that is really cool so i have a couple things i'll run through them yeah uh the biggest thing is i'll start business wise business wise i would like to bring in at the very li- at the very minimum, ten grand in one month. Nice. That's that's what I want to hit at least in one month in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Um, my full goal is to hit a hundred grand next year. Mm-hmm. Um, purely because, and it's not because I want this exuberant lifestyle. It's because I want to change more lives, mm-hmm. and a visual goal for that is income. Mm-hmm. Is also clients because if I'm making a hundred grand in a year, I probably had to ha- had to hire someone. Meaning I probably didn't make a hundred grand profit, right? But I had to hire someone. Like I'm gonna I ideally would like to hire someone to do video next year. I'd like to hire someone to do like outreach for certain things for me next year. I'd like to hire maybe like a vice coach. Yeah. I mean like an assistant coach for me. It means growth. Exactly. Like that that right? hundred thousand means business growth. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and it's a good visual visualization because it's a great means of tracking progress. Yeah. How much is coming in. Yep. Right. And and that's and that's what I want to see. Um I also on the business side would like to continue and I haven't set specific goals, but for my podcast to grow next year, um, I'd like to take that more seriously. I know I've been on, on my own podcast, been on a bit of a hiatus, Mm -hmm. um, just because other things had came up and that's just another word for excuses that I just didn't end up making an episode. (laughs) Um, for what one week of actually being busy turned into cool. I just forgot to do it essentially. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I'd like to compete in bodybuilding. Um, oh, cool. That's I, sweet. I'm setting June of 2025 of when I'm going to compete nice. uh, in the WNBF, which is the Winnipeg National Competition. Is um, that, uh, do you know what what category you'd go in? Like, um, Well, realistically, it would be like a physique amateur um, competition. They were very vague on their website, and okay. it seems very generalized. And you can enter into a couple categories, and then the and then there's the overall there's um, nothing worse. I don't know if, if you guys want to go research stuff. There is not no website worse. <laughs> I know exactly than than like bodybuilding like <laughs> event websites. Like one, it looks like like someone in two thousand like five built it, and two, you try and navigate through that thing, and you're like, this doesn't even take me to where I want to. Like who, I, I don't know what to do. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I can understand yeah. that that experience is interesting. Yeah. It's funny because the Winnipeg national bodybuilding competition, uh, or WNBF federation has a better website than the Olympia, the, it, the we, Olympia website, which is like, if you don't know bodybuilding is the peak. If you're in the Olympia, the Mr. Olympia, if you're competing there. You're one of the best competent, uh, bodybuilding competitors in the world. Yeah. And they have a worse website than the Winnipeg national whatever and when you look at 
Which is probably not a compliment to the Winnipeg one. It's no, more of an no, insult exactly. to the Olympia. Yeah. And when you look at that, uh, when you look at how serious a Winnipeg competition is, it's essentially, if you go to the Olympia, the Olympia is people who will devote their entire life to training. Um, and their entire job is becoming big and optimizing their body. Something like a Winnipeg competition is, I work at Wendy's and I'm getting skinny on the side and going to go stand on a, and stand on a, sta- on a stage. Y- yeah, yeah. It is not even on the same like talking point as a actual professional bodybuilding competition. Did you watch the Olympia this year? Just a I did a little bit. I, hey, I didn't how was pay the, for it, but how was the uh, the video and audio this year? Because it's notoriously like the worst thing either. I'm like, there's YouTubers with a smaller budget than you are than I, you have, yeah. and you I, you can't seem to manage this thing. Realistically, I only saw because I didn't watch it live. I only yeah. saw some recaps of it. Okay, and, and so I only heard very minimal, but. Video was okay. Okay. And audio, I yeah, was a little, it was it's, faulty. It was just awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to your goal. But, Sorry. Yeah, no, 100%. I went on a bit of tangent. I, I, I sidetracked too. But comp- a competition is something I'm going to focus on. And that's one of the reasons cool. I hired a coach. It's because I want to take 2024 seriously mm-hmm. uh, with my personal goals because I felt like it was lacking. Right. Yeah. And that, that takes, I do the same thing. I, I hire someone to do all my stuff too. Um, because I'm like, Hey, I'm doing other people's things. I don't want to sit here and worry about mine. And not only that, but I know all the, or I don't know all the options, but I know a lot of options out there. And I don't want to be the one to stand in the grocery store and have to pick my own snacks because I'm going to be standing there all day. So how about you pick my bicep curls? You pick my squat, you do this. I don't want to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Is is, is it bodybuilding focused at this point? So right now. Uh, one struggle that I had on my own was I could never commit to a cutter bulk for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I always wanted to know what I looked like cut. And so I told him, I'm like, I want to cut, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, but I also want to compete. So it makes no sense to start by cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started with the cut and we started the five, five week cut. I'm on my last week of it right now. Um, and, uh, we essentially did it purely to see how I can commit to something mm-hmm. because I would go down for two weeks and then I'd be like, wow, I feel uh, there's this pizza party coming up. I don't care about cutting that much. Not that serious about it. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I've got lean enough for now. I'm going to bulk now. And then I'd be like, oh, wow, I feel fat. And then I'd cut again. And yeah. it was this endless loop. And I'm like, I need someone to just tell me what I'm doing so I can yeah. have to commit. And now I commit. And now I pushed past that point I'd never been before. Yeah. So now I actually know where I, what I can do. I know what it's like. So Good for you, so, man. So that was that's good in its own right. Um, another goal that I have for, for 2024 is I want to blow up and hit 100K on Instagram next year. Cool. That's um, sweet, man. Good for you. It's like It's funny saying it. Almost because I'm at 1800 right now. Hey, that's, um, that's that's good. It doesn't take much to to just. Eventually, the algorithm just says, "Okay, you're yeah. gonna go to everyone now." Yeah. And I've seen countless people that I followed when they were at 1600. Within two months, they're at 150. Which can also be discouraging sometimes. Yep. Well, yeah, because <laughs> because. For on my end, it was absolutely horribly discouraging because I remember the first guy I followed, I followed him when he was at like 800 followers. This guy's name is like Kov Fit. And he posted these motivational videos um, and something blew up and they kept blowing up. And I'd see every single one of his posts and I'd constantly check his page to see how much he grew because I felt a little bit of envy towards yeah. it. And every single time I checked his page, it was like 10,000 more followers. Wow. And it was because it was probably five videos in a row, over a million views. And then it was 800,000, 500,000. But see, the problem with that is, though, and this is why I don't want to get too carried away on that concept, is because that doesn't last forever. No. That stops. So that guy, I checked up on him recently because I just thought of him because I remember being so hung up on him. Yeah. He's like done. He's gone, pretty much. 
He posts a little bit on YouTube, but he posts almost nothing on Instagram, even though he has like 110,000 followers. Because the algorithm just went, and now he gets like 10,000 views on a video. His content just isn't, isn't, hasn't adjusted there was to stay relevant. Well, so what, what happened was, and this is why I'm going to focus on, even though I'm setting myself a big goal for number, mm-hmm. I know that my goal realistically is if I hit that, it's going to be through my natural generation of doing stuff I enjoy. Because what's going to happen is one thing, if I were to hit 100K, one thing that's going to happen is something that I do is going to blow up. One concept that I do, one type of or style of video that I make mm-hmm. will blow up. And that style of video will go viral, mm-hmm. that style of video. So what I'll do to continue that growth is to keep making that style of video. But yeah. what happens is when you make that style of video that blows up, your personality has to be that. Then if it doesn't change, then you become nothing. Yeah. So what has to happen is I have to have something that is going to be so valuable yeah. that's going to make people stay after something like that happens. So I'm more focused on actual generation of real connections with people and people who actually care about me and my content. So that's why I don't really create much for the type of content that made this other guy go viral. Cause this other guy made some just very relatable, nothing kind of post that had this certain text that was super kind of depressing that a bunch of people could relate to cause it was depressing. Yeah. Um, and it was fitness related depressing. So it was like, you go to the gym because of X thing happening and it's like the same clip he'd use oh, okay. with a different text. And it would go viral every time because the quote would make, would resonate with so many people. And he just, yeah, I could see and that. And you reuse that, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do another one of those because it got me 500,000 views. Whereas for me, I want to create things that are giving so much value that people are like, holy shit, I need to follow this guy. Yeah. Rather than it being, I relate to that. So yeah. that's why the longevity with what I'm trying to do will hopefully stay rather than he just fell off and there was nothing holding him to that website anymore because the only thing that kept him posting was the dopamine from how many views it got. So I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for yeah, and a I different think, type. I think that develops a community and it develops people who are interested in, they're, they're connected to you. Um, so then when you do say, hey, like you transition the thing of saying, hey, you know what? Like this this is who I am. This is also what I offer. And yeah. they like you and they like what you, what what your perspectives are or some of them at least or what your what the value you're giving them they're like oh i trust this guy yeah i can go over here where if it's surface level and i've i've seen it before um like i, I don't have that many followers but a decent amount of them have converted to clients and i've yep. made i've made money on it where i've i've seen people have thousands of followers before and they're doing a good job growing but nobody Isn't will buy anything from them because there there's no reason to uh, I've even seen, or I've even heard the the story. I don't know if you've heard it about the OnlyFans girl. Who there's probably there's a lot of OnlyFans girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the famous story of her. It's like a spooky <laughs> Halloween story. Um, uh, basically, she she had a, I think it was her Instagram, and she had a ton of followers, yeah. all that stuff, and she started selling T-shirts, and she bought a ton of T-shirts to sell. Oh no! And let's say she had a million followers. Yeah. She she didn't she hardly sold any. It was something like ten T-shirts or something like that. <gasps> But you think about the content she's offering, likely, you know, do whatever you want, but the, this is the content you're offering. Let's just probably face it. It's probably a lot of like dudes. No dude is going to buy your t-shirt. That's not why they're here. You haven't presented so, yourself as someone who's, who's, who's going to be providing them a valuable t-shirt. You know what I mean? Not know her market. Yeah. So, yeah. so you think about it yeah. like some people will go through this or they'll try and get that viral clip and, and then there's no connection to the, to their audience. And you're, they have a hundred thousand followers, but they're not converting on anything. Yeah, they're, there's they're bringing no um, 
no value. People aren't, you know, like they're not engaging. They're, they're not connected to that community. And I think that gets missed where there's someone who has 10,000 followers who's converting on, let's say, a, a large percentage of that. Who's 5%. Yeah. Like who's, 10, imagine you have 10,000 followers and you convert like 2% of them. Massive. That's insane. Yeah. That's like, I don't, depending on how much, how much you, what your offer sells for. Yeah. That might be literally more than your full-time income. Exactly. 2% of 10,000 people. So I, th- I think, I mean, I, I think your perspective in terms of like, hey, I'm going to get there, but I'm going to get there being who I am. Yeah. Um, maybe it's it's in different forms of content or different ways of presenting it, but it, it's going to be you. Um, I think that's value. I don't think that's worth giving up either. Let's say let's say you don't get there. I don't I don't even think that's worth giving up because because no, you've stepped into to, to a box that doesn't represent you, and now you have to live in that box. And if you want to step out of that box, you lose everything that's in it as well, which that would be a miserable place oh, to be trapped. No, in. it wouldn't be worth it. You may as well be that. working at co-op then. Literally, yeah. 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 No, no offense to co-op. No, I don't no, want to no, sit here. And <laughs> <laughs> Groceries are too expensive. The only <laughs> hurts me every time. Yeah. Uh, no, because uh, you know, I think that if I set the goal for myself, and I'm not trying to project this, but say for example, uh, if my goal is to hit 100k followers at the end of 2024, and say by the end of 2024, I'm at 6,000. Mm-hmm. If I did that, being 100% myself. That's not even in the closest thing to a loss mm-hmm. because that means that doing the same content and evolved content that I'm doing now, rather than just trying to go to some weird viral thing, mm-hmm. I grew that much. Whereas I tried to do that this year. I didn't really grow. I stayed the same. Actually, technically in the last year, lost a hundred followers, but that's just, but I don't actually, I don't care about it's that. Just, it was just I, your aunt, man. Exactly. It's just my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just kidding. No, well, and that, that concept doesn't bother me because, um, I don't, it hasn't affected, it, it doesn't, like, if I, I don't get any less likes on things because I've lost 100 followers. It doesn't, that doesn't bother me. There's no money they didn't want leaving me. your bank yeah, account. I don't care. Yeah. Right? Um, naturally, I'd like it to go up, not down. But from where I'm at now, I know that I gained a lot of followers over the last, for the first two years of my account, doing things like following ra- completely random people mm-hmm. just to try to get more followers that before I was a trainer, before I thought I was even going to be a trainer. Because I started yeah. my fitness account in 2020 before I was planning on getting my certification. So some of them might have dropped off exactly. from that process. Yeah. Right. And obviously I got way more interaction at 200, 300 followers now than 1,800. Yeah, which is is the worst almost. Hey? Like the amount of spam accounts too. Like I, you post reels and stuff like that. The amount of spam accounts that all of a sudden will follow you from from a reel that so does have Forex decent. trading accounts. Yeah, or you like someone's post. You, let's say Joe Rogan you were talking yeah. about earlier. You like one of his posts and you got like four new friends and you're like, they're all like trying to sell you something. It's wild. And you're like... Uh, I, d- I should never like that again. <laughs> I wonder what level that converts on because I don't. Of those guys, to, yeah, yeah, I, it, I can't see it doing well. I, I get anytime I post. If I post, I'm going to get a couple people in my inbox talking to me about, um, and I don't know. You you probably get this too. Uh, all about fitness and being like, hey, how long have you been coaching? Like, I'll get a I'll get a request, and it's like, hey, how long have you been coaching for? And in the beginning, I would respond to these, and I'd be like, well, I've been a coach for like eight months at the time. Yeah. And they're like, I will give you 50 clients the next 30 days or you, or you don't pay. Yeah. Except it'll be like this seven paragraph long essay. And I'm like, first of all, not reading that. Yeah. And in the beginning I cared because I thought it was something serious. But I've learned to be like, cool. If someone yeah. sends me a message that, that and they don't have like a mutual friend essentially with me. Yeah. I just don't give it the light of day because it's not real. It's not something that turns no. into something. No, it's not. It's, yeah, that's, that's social media is wild yeah, with that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
Um, Facebook's actually way better with that because Facebook, you can't friend request people that you don't have mutuals with. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's like all friend request people on Facebook, but all of a sudden it'll recommend me someone that doesn't have any mutuals and I'll click add friend because I, like, I expand my network naturally. Yeah. Um, and it says, oops, I don't think you know this person. Really? So I didn't you, actually even know this was a thing. So you can't friend request someone who you have no mutuals with. So if you wanted to, let's say you wanted to get friends with Shaq, yeah. you'd have to link enough people together. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. I didn't know that was a thing, actually. Yeah, no, it just says, I don't think, it's just, we don't think you know this person. You should get more mutual friends before you add this person. Wow, that's yeah. that's pretty good. So then you can't just, people can't just spam accounts. Wow, that's, I didn't know that was a thing, Facebook's man. way better at it than, than Instagram, even though they, they're technically the same. Yeah, and Facebook, uh, Facebook, the majority, like the feed is, like for me, is pretty brutal. But they, what they've done <laughs> really brutal, well, brutal how, like, brutal. like just like, I'm like, I don't care. Whatever's on here. I'm like, someone lost. I, mean, I think Facebook sucks. It's just like, I, I lost uh, my one mitten the other day. Has anybody seen it? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. Wait, is that from someone you follow or like? No, I'm just that, using it as an example. Getting, okay. Yeah. But okay. it's like stuff like that. Yeah, where I'm like, no one gives own. a shit. Yeah. Um, and, or it's someone <laughs> like just writing a thing angrily, like. And then it's some post. That's so common. That is so common. It's someone, just like upset. Yeah. And someone I'm like, that I follow just did. They posted their rant with Bell on Facebook. Yeah, it's shit like that. You're like, who are you talking to? Yeah. You're like, um, who who did you need? Who needed to know about this? Yeah. But then, but they do do communities like the the community oh, aspect, so well. uh, unbelievably well. I haven't taken advantage of it, but I've been a part of a few and stuff like that. And I'm like, this system that they're using works so good. I'm in a online fitness coach mentorship business uh, i'm a part of like an academy when it comes to uh, the business side of uh online coaching and that comes with a academy uh that has a private facebook group and that private facebook group i don't know like you said a ton but i know on average facebook groups get it's very easy to find a dead facebook group most facebook groups are dead mm-hmm. most facebook groups even if they're half alive are only maybe like a post a day yeah maybe two posts a day this facebook group that i'm in the people that i am a client for uh they have made and fostered such an incredible community that any post you make will get direct responses from probably 15 people and some of them are, are employed by this academy and some yeah. aren't because which some, stimulates conversation exactly and there's probably 15 to 30 posts in it a day wow uh from all online coaches like everything you, you i could just scroll for an hour and i would get like 20 online coach problems that these people are having and then all the comments would be the solutions oh, right cool. it's like this person would be like hey this client was doing this and this person was falling off on this way what how should i go about doing this mm-hmm. and then there'll be responses from and every single coach is making over like 15k a month mm-hmm. and they're all successful coaches and their job part of their job that they've done is they help other people now oh cool right and so i can go and send a message be like hey i'm struggling with my content and they actually have a thing every monday there's something called they, they do content audits so you give them your Instagram username and they'll go through live all of your content or like maybe five, 10, 15 posts. And yeah. they'll be like, this is shit. This there's, I, I see no engagement from this because yeah. there's no hook. There's nothing good about it. Yeah. And they will rip you to shreds because the main people in this, in this Academy are like hyper successful. Yeah. And they, they want, are, and they want you to like, if you're asking them a question, yeah. they're like, Hey, I want to, just like you want that client to do exactly. their, their work. They do the same thing. And then when, and it, it really gave me an eye opening experience when I was slacking with them, they're like, bro, you're doing the same thing you, you don't want your clients to do. You're doing it with, that, with us. Yeah. You're just as bad as your clients who don't do it. Yeah. I'm like, shit. 
I'm like, I'm just as bad as my bad clients. Like getting told that is wild. That That's... because you're not doing the stuff in your business that you should be doing, you're doing the same thing that your you, that your your bad clients are doing. That's that's sweet. That's cool that you have that. That's a and it's a really good idea on their part to to have a resource <laughs> like that for people because yeah, it brings it brings value and it brings um I mean, I'm sure for them it brings some sort of business as well. Like it's oh, a good funnel, I'm sure they too. A, they, have a, they have a successful business. Yeah, and yeah. then and then too, like you're you're sitting on a podcast telling me about the benefit you're getting from it, which how many people are going to hear it and be like, yeah. you know, different yeah. questions about it. Um like they have 1300 active clients in the in their academy. And this podcast has millions of listeners. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. On I know. multiple I know. platforms. I know. So it's like probably 10 mil plus. I think we're back and rolling. Sorry that the uh, the video cut out there. Um, you guys hopefully still have the audio, so that's good. So um, basically, we're just going to close this thing out with Sam. 100%. And uh, Sam, a few things we want to do or I like to do on this podcast. You know, it's funny. I actually intentionally did not watch the end. Of because like, I was part of me was thinking I was like should I see if there's something that I should prepare for yeah I didn't I didn't so I have no idea what's coming good yeah so just make sure you're on that camera now that I've touched everything um, first one is I mean your goals that we can look forward to um, quickly run us through those yeah. one more time just all right so biggest things is my personal side I really want to commit to a competition June of 2025 that should be Winnipeg National Bodybuilding Competition. Heck That's yeah. what I want to commit to. Um, Business-wise, I would love to hit a 10K month in 2024, as well as shoot for a total of 100K through the whole year, as well as hiring one to two people to help me with my business. Awesome, man. Um, and then maybe social media-wise would be to really take the next step and grow my social media. And the way I'm visualizing that is by uh, the idea of 100K followers being nothing more than a number and a reference being, number. being fully achievable. Cool, man. And then, okay, the final thing is, I love that. Um, I want to compliment you on kind of where you're, where you're at. You're, you, you haven't been around that many years in life, um, in the grand scheme of things. But it seems like you're doing a lot. You're trying to do a lot, and you're trying to do it in a way that's true to you. And I think that deserves a lot of credit, from my perspective, at least. Um, and uh, I encourage you to keep doing it, whatever way it looks like, whatever these goals kind of morph into and whatever they become, whether they're exactly what they are or they turn into something else. From my perspective, I want to be the person to say, Hey, go do it. Cause you can do it. 100%. Um, cause yeah, you're motivating for me. You know, I'm older than you, but I look at, at, at what you're doing and it's inspiring. Cause it's like, this guy is doing this. He's stepping out on a limb. There's resistance in that process, but he's doing it anyways. And he's trying. And I think that deserves credit. Um, and I want you to shout out where people can find you. I'll, I'll tag the, the places below, podcast, 100%. all that stuff. Yeah. All right. So my Instagram, you can follow me is Sam underscore fitness. Uh, two M's and two I's. Right on. It's fun to remember. But that's my Instagram. That's where you find everything by me. And then my podcast is called the Stay Superior Podcast. Cool. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram as well under the same name. Cool. Well, awesome. It's great to have you here, Sam. I hope you guys all enjoyed this. Despite uh, a little bit of video issues, hopefully most of the podcast is on here and hopefully it looks really good for you guys. If you like this podcast and you think someone else can benefit from it, go share it with somebody. Go uh, go let them experience it. And if you like the stuff that Sam's talking about and you like who he is, make sure you guys go follow him or at, le at the very least check out his stuff. Thanks for being here, Sam. Appreciate it.